The Zone Coverage Podcast Network. This podcast is presented in front of a live Astadio audience. It's overcast, rainy, and cold in Minneapolis. It's a direct contrast. Well, I guess not the rain part to Kansas City this last weekend. It's Midwest Swing, part of the Zone Coverage Podcast Network. And today the Twins will hold their workout at Target Field before they take off for Yankee Stadium. And speaking of taking off for Yankee Stadium, across the table from me, Tom Schreier at tschreier3 on Twitter. What's going on, man? Yeah, we shortchanged you a little bit, I guess. You got Kansas City. Although it turned out to be a more important trip maybe than we thought because even though they clinched, you were there for the unfortunate Arise injury. But yeah, I'm off to New York. Stay in the Bronx. I'm, uh, we'll see how this all goes. It is. We've kind of talked about it. We we kind of figured out the trips around here. We always loved going to Milwaukee, seeing the seeing beautiful Miller Park. You know, Kansas City obviously is is usually a pretty good trip. Um, even Chicago. Although you said the first time you went there, you were like, "Oh boy, Chicago's a lot." Yeah, yeah. but New York is New York's going to be crazy. And I think you know, New York is an entirely another beast altogether yeah we can i think we'll get into that and the storylines and i think that's super important but i think we should touch on in part because you were in kansas city in part because a rise to me outside of maybe the pitching is the most important story because this guy really established himself as a major leaguer important part of the team and they're calling it a what a grade one sprain but he was carted off i mean it seems pretty serious so before we get too far down there this is again midwest swing at midwest swing pod on Twitter, I'm Brandon Warren, at Brandon underscore Warren, and producing today, Mr. I am Justin Bailey on Twitter, and Ooh. his Brewers are playing tonight. He's not going to get a chance to see it. You're not going to see Post Malone again, are you? I'm not. I will be at Dropkick Murphy's. Oh, I love it. It's going to be. I wish, I hope, who are you going with? Uh, I So I work at the venue that they're playing at, yep. so I'm just Are we giving out. the venue a shout out or no? Are we keeping uh, it a secret? It's, it's myth. In it's the myth. Yeah. Oh boy. Don't yeah. get shot. Super great place. Super fun. Hey, Bailey shows up loaded. <laughs> but I just want, I want. Yeah, one the, way or the other. The, the reason why I ask. <laughs> Childish Gambino played there and I wanted to go see it. My wife I know. Heard, had heard there had been a shooting like two years before. And she's yep. super worried ba- about that kind of thing. So she's like, no, you're not. Ba- going. Bailey, go to the doghouse in the strip mall across the street. Yeah, if you want a have, real yeah. fight. Yeah. We yeah. Have. I've seen a pool cue. Just whack some dude. Sure. Um, as in a man who swung a pool but cue. Maplewood. At else. Like you, you don't really equate Maplewood with that kind of behavior. Maplehood, baby. Like yeah. maybe Janesville. But exactly. Yeah, not yeah, yeah. Maplewood. But, uh, but yeah, I, I just want to see cell phone video of our boy Bailey. We could even post it. We could tweet it out. Uh, this is our producer rocking out to Dropkick Murphy. Anyways, we're mi- he's missing the the Brewers Nationals, which I think is an intriguing yeah. Matchup. Brandon Woodruff against Max Scherzer. Yeah, super. Uh, How about that? That's yeah, like a yeah, Twins yeah. level. Well, you know, uh, Woodruff is the one who hit a home run off Clayton Kershaw in the uh, NLCS so, last. So year. he's in so there for offense. He played, honestly, he could. <laughs> he's he can swing a bat. He Council really is can. definitely playing the got to hear both sides argument. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Nationals have already said that they're willing to throw all four starters out there yep. if they have to. I haven't seen their lineup, but I'm assuming they're all. Um, or their roster. I'm assuming all of the pitchers are on there. Um, yeah, one game, what do they have, like seven pitchers active or eight pitchers active, yeah. something like that? Um, 
I think the only the only starters that the Brewers have active are Anderson and Woodruff. To the rest are relievers. Um, Not surprising. We'll see. Um, like I've said, they're kind of just playing on house money at this point. They yeah. still had a chance to clinch the the division this weekend. Uh, they could have at ve- at the very least forced a game one sixty three, but got swept by the Rockies, which is not a great way to head into the postseason. No. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, hoping for a win. Um, then it's the Do- then it's the Dodgers, and that's not gone well over the years. So, but, but again, house money. You exactly. Were about yeah, them yeah. three weeks ago is dead in the I, water. We should also state, and I, I feel like we should get back to the Twins at some point. Although this sure. is a baseball podcast in general, everyone's gonna have trouble with the Dodgers. It's a little like the Yankees too. Like people here feel that the Yankees pick on the Twins, and I think in general, it's actually one of the most lopsided matchups in baseball. Maybe not this year. Right, right. And we'll get into specifics this year, but generally speaking, the Yankees are always good. So, like, mm-hmm. teams griping about, you know, Atlanta or L.A. in the NL is kind of like griping about Houston. The, yeah, Houston and the Yankees in the AL. I yeah. feel like they're both just really good teams. Yeah, there's no question about that. And I think if anybody's going to overtake the Dodgers, yeah, that, that was a loud noise. Um, I think if anybody's going to overtake the Dodgers, it's going to be the Braves. I like the Braves' chances. We saw them yeah. up close and personal here in the Twin Cities. Miguel Sano walked them off, but they looked like a very good team. So th- there's a lot in play here. I think we're all really, though, bracing for a Twins Brewers World Series. So That would be so fun. Based, based Th- on the weather podcast. here, would, like 50-some degrees We would just here. have to cancel the show. It would be I mean, I mean, it's because you will have had 10 red dogs during oh, the, yeah. the podcast. Yeah, when I, I dropped loaded. off my food before the show, I, was gonna, uh, I almost thought about getting a red dog out of the fridge before I came over. I was already running late, though. If anybody knows me... That's kind of my thing. Yeah, but shockingly enough, there's a lot of red dogs left in that fridge. Um, I've I've let everyone know they're available. The weird thing uh, is, yeah, you no. put please take some, and people actually brought red dog and put in there. <laughs> it was a 24 pack, and now it's up to 26. And I know we each had one, so yeah, kind of strange how that works. But this is not a dump for your red dog, <laughs> anyhow. So <laughs> we were in Kansas City over the weekend, and lots of rain. I've gotten adept at running through the rain back to my vehicle. In that parking lot, it's, it's it's like not wimpy rain. You know what we no, have here is wimpy like rain. Torrential. They have there. yeah, kind of biblical level. You know, skies opening, lots of power coming down in the lightning. And, uh, and they did yeah. a nice job of pushing Saturday's game up to one fifteen from six fifteen. Yeah, because so Phil Miller from the Minneapolis Star Tribune yep. and I kind of shared a ride to and from our hotel in Westport, and again we were dodging rain drops on our way to the vehicle. We actually went to Jack Stack as a beat on Saturday in downtown area. Which is a? Depot. It's a barbecue place. Yep. And so we actually, it was uh, Betsy, hell fan of the Pioneer Press. I don't know if she cares if I say this, but she's vegan. So she didn't come yeah. with us because uh, obviously yeah. if you're vegan, barbecue is not going to be the joint for you. But it was Dan Hayes, Doe Young Park, and yeah. myself, and then Phil, and Lynn Worthy, who's actually the beat reporter for Kansas City Star. So he was telling us a lot of stories about covering college football and all that yeah. fun stuff. But we got to take in a lot of the Kansas City experience. We, we've said this, and I don't want to harp on it too much on this podcast. It is a really good trip. You know, Chicago is obviously a big city, very exciting. We just talked about how complicated it is and all that. But Kansas City is did – you, did you expect the, the skyline? I just thought it was like a kind of a bigger city than I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but at and, the same time, like downtown you can park and you most of the time don't have to pay. Like yeah, yeah, stack, yeah. you just – you go into this little like it's almost like a bridge looking thing that you drive under and then yep. it's just this open parking lot and I, I didn't go to the power and light district because i just didn't have time and i was 
was actually catching up on some sleep, to be honest yeah. with you. So at the same time, I thought the downtown area was kind of cool. Westport was kind of cool. But they've started doing security, and they make you show your ID to no. go down through Westport so that you don't get shot. Yeah, this is, uh, this is you know, kind of places Baylor likes to party where, where he gets a little rough and tumble. He, yeah. can, he can break out a fight. But seriously, they yeah, it, it feels like the airport. Having said that, you know, Westport is just south of downtown mm-hmm. and uh, and kind of a... Um, Speaking of the airport, that's a hike. That's a long way to the airport. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Kansas minutes. City not the best laid out city ever. I mean, it's the, actually kind of a fun airport though. Like you go through and you check your bags at Delta or wherever. Yeah. The TSA is literally at the gate. So if yeah, you are right. flying Delta, Delta is like fifty six through sixty yep. for the gates. Like each individually numbered. Yeah. And then there's just a little TSA spot in front of there. So there's never a line. Like I, I waited behind nobody when I got there at five a.m on, well, I guess, technically Monday yesterday. And then in Minneapolis, I literally was in line, like I said on the show, when I was calling in from going to the park. Yep. I was in line longer than I slept because yeah. TSA is so goofy at MSP right now. But, yeah, it was a fun trip, and the Twins played well. Ray Adrianza got to manage the Sunday game, which was kind of cool. Obviously, some some issues popping up with the arise injury yeah, let's, and let, also the home runs we'll talk about the bombos too yeah so so like i said we kind of set the scene in, in kansas city what's your initial reaction when you see your eyes go down you're obviously there in the press box i knew it was severe actually pretty much right away because he was just kind of rolling around and not trying to get up at all he grabbed his right hamstring and the f- the speed with which tony leo the trainer and Rocco Baldelli sprinted out there. Rocco, Rocco was moving pretty good. I mean, he was a fast player back when he played, and he was moving yeah. pretty good. They knew right away something wasn't right. And Tyler Duffy said that from his vantage point, it actually looked like Arise had his foot stepped on by Astadio, and that prevented it from being more severe, he thought, which is yeah. strange. And actually, I kind of had a, a revelation. Astadio didn't take his hat off for this pop-up. He takes his hat off for a lot of pop-ups. It's really strange. Yeah. In, in fact, I, I was going to text this to Dan Hayes because we both kind of noticed that. But maybe he should have taken his hat off and then everything would have been fine. <laughs> Left the hat on and, you know, things this, all went to hell. This is a little like, you know, we're in football season when when you see an injury in the fourth quarter and the game's over. Mm-hmm. And you, part of it is coaches probably should pull their players a little bit earlier. But part of it is you're just playing a, a game. Playing out the string. No, no and, and football, much more dangerous, mm-hmm. more likely for injuries. But – as much as the twins had clinched, they still need to see their team kind of in like in a real mode because you have to evaluate players real time with the roster bubble, and you can't have these guys kind of get rusty from not playing well, the whole weekend. Especially because they wouldn't play another week, right? And um, so as a this is kind of the equivalent of your quarterback going down in the fourth quarter, in mm-hmm. my mind. Um, but it's just the reality of the game, and it seems to me arise. Is it your gut instinct he'll be like on the roster playing against the Yankees? I don't know. At first, it was definitely like he, he got carted off like a football player. Yeah, and by himself, and he was like wiping away tears. And I mean, for all intents and purposes, this is a twenty-two-year-old kid. So I mean, he was feeling a lot of emotions. He was scared, and there was nobody on the cart with him. The cart looked like it had like I don't know what was on the other half of it, but he barely even fit on there. Yeah, they carry him through the bullpen. And the driver was telling Tony where to meet him because they didn't have room for Tony to ride in the cart. And 
at that point, it just looked like, oh, man, he blew out his knee. He tore his hamstring. He hyperextended his knee. And then you kind of trickle down. Oh, maybe it's a high ankle sprain. He could come back if they make it to the World Series. Now, a grade one, I think, is like 5 to 12 days. It's about pain tolerance. He left in crutches on Saturday. But on Sunday, as I wrote in my game story, he had like what looked like almost like bandages wrapped around his ankle. So you couldn't really see the extent of the damage. But the like the base of his foot would look pretty bruised. I mean, we saw, and I don't know if Bailey saw this, but Anthony Rizzo came back and played for the the Cubs, and his his ankle was still pretty messed up. Like it wasn't quite Brett Favre after the Saints game back yeah. in two thousand eight or two thousand nine, whatever it was. But he was gutting it out because basically the Cubs were playing for their lives, and since then they've lost a whole bunch of games and a manager besides. But I I think. He looks like he has a chance to play. He was kind of miming some swings and moving around really slow, but still no crutches on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, I guess it was a late report time. He looked like he had improved, and I think they're going to do, I mean, it'll be acupuncture. It'll be whatever they can pull. I mean, short of an ankle transplant, they're going to do whatever they can to make sure that he is available. And Rocco said, I think they have to have their roster in by 9 o'clock, probably Eastern time on Friday before the game, that they will wait every last second. Yeah. And the crazy thing is that when he went down, it kind of put Astadio on the roster. And so, it, yeah. I mean, if you were a nefarious person, you probably would say that's that, a, That'd be a Bailey move. Yeah. That'd be a Bailey well, move. Well, what's funny is if Arise makes it back, it's almost going to be like Undertaker sitting up in pro wrestling and coming back from the dead. And pushing him back off the roster. So almost like playing roller derby or something for roster spots. But I think I think there's a chance he'll play. I think it's a like a 60% chance. I think they're gonna push him because it's put up or shut up time. And I know they were good on the road, but I don't know how much that matters in the postseason. They need to steal one at Yankee Stadium. There's no doubt in my yeah. mind about it. I think there's a chance, and I think we're kind of segueing a little bit into the New York preview. I think they have a way better chance than national people are giving them credit for. Like the Athletic, I think, had six people. Yeah. And like five picked the Yankees, or maybe it was like four of six. I, most people will. Yeah. Um, they're very similar teams. I, I, really I think, I think really we saw are. that. I mean, you were at the five-hour game. I was with uh, Tiny Nick in his seats. Uh in right field. Oh yeah, the Aaron Hicks revenge game. Yeah, and Hicks got put on the sixty day IL this off, this uh, this weekend, not this off season. And yeah. so, it it allows them to manipulate the roster a little bit. But it made it sound like at, at one point they said maybe by the World Series he could be back. But either way, there will be no Aaron Hicks revenge, revenge game. series, revenge it, series, revenge, uh, whatever. Yeah, when it comes to this series. But they've gotten healthy, right? Stands back, and they you know kind of Stanton actually was the one who struck out to end the game in Texas. So Texas closed their stadium with the Yankees. Stanton had a check swing, and that secured the win of the season home run record, the all-time home run record. And then like two seconds later, Umberto Arteaga scores on a sack fly to end the season for the Twins, and literally they happen almost simultaneously. Just as a quick aside, does winning the home run record matter to you? You twins. know, honestly, it seemed like it mattered more to the Twins after it happened than along the way. Yeah. Miguel Sano was like, no, you know, we don't care about this. And But then to hear Rocco find out in real time, he's like, wow, really, it's over. And he he actually 
I mean, he didn't hide it. He seemed pretty excited about it. I think what he said was, people are going to remember the Bomba squad for a very long time. 307 home runs is a whole lot of home runs. I mean, the old record was, what, like 260-something or whatever? Yeah. So they obliterated the record. We would have to assume that the baseball is going to drift back towards what it was before. So this might And we should forever. specify why. I think the game is going to a more Homer-centric game. And sure, this maybe. Is, this isn't part of the shifts. There's also room for, I believe, a rise who we'll get back to in a little bit, Lamont Wade. The guy's a, a Joe Maurer-esque player, right? A guy who's more Contact on pace. Contact power. Um, I believe there's still room for those type of players. But I think you should allow the shift. I think that players like that should know how to use all parts of the field and make the defense play in the modest. And at the same time, they have to kind of unjuice the ball, if you will, because a, if you're a pitcher, you just hate it. You can't throw the ball as well because it's smoother and it's harder to grip the, th- mm-hmm. the seams. And also, it's dangerous to do your job. A ball that's hit 114 miles at you know miles per hour at a pitcher is like a split second. It'll, it'll kill them. I mean, I, I really will. And so I think they're going to have to undo that. Having said that, the Twins have a blueprint I think they can follow for the next few, few years mm-hmm. in, the, in the Rocco era, if you will, where – and this is why I think 307 matters is the mentality has to be against the Yankees. Brios has to do his job. Odorizzi needs to do his job. Dobnak and the bullpen need to do, which Dobnak and the bullpen is kind of a funny sentence, but yeah. you know, they, they have to do their, um, their job, but they're probably just gonna have to outslug them. And even in a series against like Houston, you have to somehow figure you're out how to hit against out pitch Houston. You're going to have to outslug them. And, and, and you just don't know. Let's say the tables turn in a few years and the Twins are a favorite out of the Central and people are talking about them as maybe this is the year they break through and, you know, win the World Series or something and they're favorites. The teams that can doom you there might be a wild card team that pitches well. You think of the Giants, right, from the another I think, NL. I think the A's and Rays are both exact replicas of each other who could do that. I mean, they can come in and clean up on you with, I mean, the Rays – if. If Snell is healthy, I almost called him Ian Snell, but Blake Snell. Yep. If Sean Manaya is healthy for the A's, they got a bullpen led by Liam Hendricks. Literally, Fangraphs yep. War, Liam Hendricks was worth 3.8 yep. for number one in the AL. Number two, Taylor Rogers, 2.1. Like, that's how big of a gap the difference was between how good Hendricks was this year. And tells you how good Rogers was, but too. But granted, the Twins, back to the Twins for a second, if if you tilt a game to four innings from your starter and five from their bullpen, you've got a chance because this bullpen's been really good. Yeah, Tyler Duffy was my pick for AL reliever of the month. He had the highest fan graphs war in September among relievers. And he's just part of the machine. Romo does a great job. Rodgers yeah. has obviously been great all season long. And Zach Littell's figured it out. Stashak. Stashak's been yep. really good. Stashak had a 20, I want to say 25 to 1 strikeout to walk ratio. I mean, you can't sleep on that. And then besides that, Kyle Gibson and Bruce Dargraderall are in that mix too. So, right. I mean, it's funny that we got the last guy we mentioned was like a 20-year-old potential starter who throws mm-hmm. under miles per hour, right? I mean, that, that just tells you that they're not banking. They're not telling Graderall and Akala, hey, help us, right? But, it's, but next to Gibson, who's a 32-year-old free agent to be, yeah. who has literally never relieved in his big league career, basically hasn't relieved since he closed his freshman year at yeah. Missouri. And basically they're like, all right, we got a week here to figure out how to make you a reliever. Yeah, so and I think crazy. it'll just be length. That that's my guess is sure. that he he will either well or in a bullpen game where you go, 
Devin Smeltzer, Gibson, back to Thorpe. I don't know who all is going to make the roster. I asked yeah, a well, bunch of guys, and I have a, a feature coming out. Try to get to it later today, where a lot of these guys aren't totally sure if they'll be on the roster, but it's going to there's going to be some creativity used by them, especially in game four. But I would say in one through three, Rocco is going to pull out all the stops to try beat the Yankees and beat them as quickly as possible. So, so three oh seven matters because. Power is going to win, or mm-hmm. I think how the Twins will win. Even they're going to have to shore up their rotation. They're going to have to continue use the methods they used in their bullpen to make sure that's always good. They may have to overhaul it midseason because that's because Stashak may be good this year, not next year or whatever. I'm, in, I'm interested to see how the power plays at Yankee Stadium, which we all know is one of the most power-friendly stadiums in especially the American League, if not all of baseball. I mean, the Twins made target field play – considerably smaller than we saw before the quote-unquote concrete settled. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, first of all, Domingo Herman suspended to domestic yeah. violence. Yeah. They've got two lefties in J-Hop and James Paxton. The Twins have hit lefties. They've handled them well this year. After that, they are – I mean, they have Masahiro Tanaka, who is obviously very good, and then a bullpen game pro- – game four will probably be a bullpen game in a bullpen game facing off against each other. And you'd think that favor the Yankees, but – the Twins have been very good since the trade deadline when, again, May, Littell, Duffy kind of all turned a corner. And I don't know. I I, I give I, the Twins I, a better chance than most people do. Yeah, I think I think the Yankees are the favorites. I, I could actually see a scenario where they steal one in New York and lose two here or something. I yep. not, not because there's like a curse or they're afraid of playing from their own fans, but just the Yankees certainly like – there is not a stadium the Yankees will step into and there's like there's more pressure than in New York, right? I mean, they're, they're going to play well wherever they go. Yep. The Twins have played well on the road. I think, I agree, I th- I think it's unlikely they win it, but I think they're going to be competitive in all these, and I think these games are just going to get out of hand. I could see a 10-4-1 and then a you know, 12-5, and the, you know what I mean? I think, maybe a 2-1 that just kind of sneaks up in there. Yeah, where, where Brios deals or something. So I, I think um, it's going to be a fascinating, exciting series that, probably will get some national attention just not just because it's the Yankees, but it might be one of the best series period, like the most entertaining, even if you have to watch it for five hours or something, you do have a five hour game, four hour game regularly. Yeah. Not only that, but it's the Yankees. So it's already going to be a long game. What did you make of Rocco saying he didn't care about the history between the teams? Now, while you're answering, I'm going to find the actual quote and read it verbatim. Yeah. But he said, basically, quite frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Yeah, I, <laughs> from Gone from the Wind, I I actually tweeted that and nobody actually saw what I was doing there, and I got like one like, which that's like Bailey tweeting something to, you know. I'm kidding. Whoa, we just taking a shot at Bailey over here. Hey, 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 hey. you got the Christian Yelich screenshot game going? I did, yeah. So, Still super pumped about that. Yeah, yeah. What's the progress on getting him on the show? Uh, I mean, he's not playing. It's still in the works. He's not playing tonight, right? Yeah, he's got some time. Still in the works. Yeah, I so, love it. Yeah. Right. Is, we'll bring him into Roxanne. As a Brewer fan, is Sabathia a factor in the series at all? What is? Yeah, that's a he's good probably, probably going to work as the bullpen game. Okay. And I mean, he got hit pretty hard this year. I think he gave up like yeah. one point seven homers per nine. It's very clear he's done after this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. If he hadn't announced it already. Yeah. But yeah, I saw the send off on yeah. his last game. So what I, a pitcher too. I mean, he faced Joe Mauer in Joe Mauer's debut. I I never get tired of saying that. A, and, as a Cleveland but maybe he's yeah. pitcher. Yeah. At my Concern as a part-time Twins fan is: Does he have like one more run? <laughs> oh, he like, he he would. I, yeah. Right. If anybody, if anyone has that ability, it would be someone like Sabathia to just yeah. 
No, totally. I commenting on Rocco talking about the history between the two teams. I'm actually thinking about writing this in part because obviously I will transition from Twins coverage to Wolves coverage, and as part of that, I was at Wolves Media Day, and I was thinking about how you know Ryan Saunders is here, how connected he is to Minnesota, how he really wanted to coach the Wolves because his dad did. Um, and he grew up with Minnesota basketball and how he's kind of pitching Minnesota. He actually kind of reminds me of Paul Molitor, right? Who told us, I, I only want to manage the twins, even though as obviously Bailey knows, he's known more as a brewer. He won the world series with Toronto, you know, like it, mm-hmm. there, he has connections elsewhere. It's like Dave Winfield. I mean, yeah. Winfield's not remembered as a twin. Yeah. Terry Steinbach's not remembered as a twin, but they, because Jack of their, Morris is only kind of remembered. He, as a twin. His, I believe his number is retired by Detroit. I, I'm almost certain yeah. of that. Yeah. Oh, I would, I would be stunned if it wasn't. Yeah. So, you know, he, he wanted to manage here. And I think that's important in some ways. Oh, yeah. Ways. They retired it last year. Yeah. During the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And uh, you could campaign. see it. You can see it in the outfield there. But like the, um, my point with this is there is some advantage of having a Minnesota person there that they get why it's just like Thielen calling out Kirk Cousins. He just sounded like a Vikings fan in some ways. You know, yesterday, I, I I think that's positive. The downside is that you don't get what Rocco provides you. Where Rocco is just yep. saying, I grew up a Boston Red Sox fan, and I worked in the Rays organization forever. Played, I played, for the Rays. played, played for the against Rays. the Yankees a ton. I, if anything, he probably brings two positive aspects to this. Where he's probably doesn't like the Yankees. I would assume most Rays fans don't, and we know Red Sox fans don't. And at the same time, he doesn't fear them because the Red Sox don't and the Rays don't, I, I don't think, for the most part. So he brings a different mentality. And that's not saying Paul Mulder, like is afraid of the Yankees or couldn't manage the Twins against the Yankees. But I like this perspective he's bringing is he's like, you guys have to get over it. And I like that Jake Odorizzi, and I'll probably write this again or bring this quote up again at some point. Jake Odorizzi has come out and said, dude, I'm a guy from St. Louis who lives in Tampa. I, I don't. I'm not from Minnesota. We don't worry about the Yankees. I've had multiple players tell me that off the record. And as much as I try to communicate what the fan base is saying is like, that's great, but you play for a Minnesota team and people care about, you know, just like people worry about the Vikings and soldier field, they worry about the twins and Yankee stadium. And I think, um, I think it's a, it's a good perspective to bring into it because he's not going to worry about it. And hopefully that gets passed on to every player who's playing against the Yankees in that series. I liked the Oda Rizzi quote that, that Dan Hayes used. Yeah. And I'm trying to find it because it was so good. It was like the, the, um, yeah, that's right. The only message we knew was their owner said in spring training they could give away whatever and still win the division, Odorizzi said. He's talking about the Indians. We know that's not the case. It was something along those lines. Some of the quotes we saw, he was wrong. Hmm. He was wrong. Yeah. So that's kind of a badass quote. He, <clears throat> now, I, Rocco, I, I do want to do the Rocco quote. Yeah, too. yeah, go ahead. So one of the reporters said, you know, what are you, how, how well versed are you in the fact that the Yankees have pretty much owned the Twins for 20 years? And Rocco said, and I quote, not completely and I don't care, to be honest. Nothing that's happened in the past affects our team in any way, and I mean that. I bet if you walked out there and you made it into the clubhouse, our guys would say it and mean it with all their hearts. So we're going to go out there and approach these games in a very similar fashion. Hopefully, the same fashion that we've approached every game this year. We haven't altered anything regardless of the situation or who we're playing. 
I anticipate our guys just taking the field in the exact same way. And he said it with a bit of an edge. I think he knows the how neurotic fans are about facing the Yankees. Yep. And again, he's like, quite frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Yeah. I so again, we'll we'll see if it works. I the other And again, too, if it doesn't work, it won't be because and I yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. That's a damn good Yankees team across the way. Aaron Boone is possibly gonna win manager yeah, of the it's, year. Yeah, it's it's probably the two best managers in the AL, yeah. right? Well, uh, or at least manager least of the year candidates. The manager of the year candidates, which yeah. is, hey, whose team did what you didn't expect them to. And you'd expect the Yankees to win, but somebody out there d- did a projected war loss to injuries, and the Yankees had like 16 and the Twins were at like seven or eight. Yeah. That shows you how much he had to patch it together without Stanton, Judge, Hicks at times. DD was out for a while. Yeah. They've gotten, you know, they have, they've, they've relied on Luke Voigt. Well, for most it, of the season. And as much pressure as Twins fans applied to the Twins, and I think it's a lot, and I think there should be pressure if you're in a – if you're the Pittsburgh Pirates or anyone in like a sports crazy market, there should be expectations for you. The Yankees is so much more magnified. So Boone has done that as a very public figure because he was a player and on TV. Also his dad and his grandpa and his uncle or whoever, like yeah. Ray Boone and Bob Boone and obviously he's Brett Boone's brother, but we, yeah. don't, we don't talk about Brett Boone too much in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, so so the point is there's a lot, a lot of pressure on on him and he, he, he handled it really well. So I'm not saying if the Yankees beat the Twins, it means that Rocco's method was wrong. It's more... Two great teams come in, one has yeah. to leave. You just want all the players to have this mentality, though. We're not worried about the Yankees. We're going to go out and, and play their game. And so I... One other thing I want to touch on in terms of numbers, finish with 101 wins. Yep. And I think that 102 win team, so that's 65 people who I think can, they lost to the Dodgers in the World Series. Yeah, Sandy Koufax. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and not this pitch, is not pitching on Rosh Hashanah and then coming back and kicking your ass later in the series. I mean, talk about a guy sticking to his principles. Yeah. The people who can recall this will say that team was better than 87 and 91 because 87 oh, kind of snuck it, right? 2006 was better than 87 and 91. Yeah. 2010 might have been better than 87. 91 was a pretty damn good team. Yeah. Po- point being that 87 win team, right? Why Tom Kelly became kind of a legend aside from the fact that anyone who won a will wins or will win a world series here will become a legend. He's Is the only th- one. <laughs> right, right, but yeah, but that's my. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm leaving the door open that Rocco could. I guess is is what I'm, where I'm going. But um, the, uh, you know, well, if TK it, didn't win a World Series, all he'd be known for is smoking stogies and wearing zubas while pull, throwing batting practice. Yeah, it, like it, that's how much it vaulted him to legend status in Minnesota. And, and he did it with this kind of math team, right? So the, um, does. In, in in your calculation, did it matter? Like, had they swept, they'd get to one or two, right? In Kansas City, do you feel like that mattered to the team? No, no. Do you, I mean, does it matter I, to you at all? No. Yeah. No. The home runs mattered because it was a season long thing. The wins was more of a focus thing, and frankly, they almost did because so like minutes after Arise gets hurt, Nelson Cruz hits just a missile to left. They win that game four three, and you're expecting to go into basically a very upset clubhouse, but their smiles, you know, arises. Even Arise was smiling, and I said he was clumsily trying to take off his jersey because he was still fully dressed. What people might not understand about that context is to get your jersey over your head, you have to have two solid legs. Yeah. So he had, I want to say it was Avery Adrianza, like, holding him by the waist so he could take his jersey off. 
And I was trying to say, how do you say a player disrobing without sounding like you're, you know, checking them out? And I was trying to figure out how to put that into context without writing, you know, 300 extra words. But the fact that they were kind of laughing about it yeah. told me, okay, this guy who was terrified he had ended his season 45 minutes beforehand or maybe an hour beforehand, there was some reason for hope. And I just, I, I wanted to convey that. And I think that that was maybe the more important thing that day. And then again, too, yeah, they got to the bottom of the ninth. They had a chance to get to the Royals' closer, Ian Kennedy, in the top half. And again, too, it was kind of cool to see the Royals send Ned off into retirement with a walk-off win. Yeah. I mean, and Ned said to Rocco that he would uh, typically not go out and exchange lineup cards. And usually that's Derek Shelton's job. And usually that's, I can't remember who their bench coach is, but Rocco went out there, even though he didn't manage. Remember, A-Ray Adrianza managed. Yeah. And so Rocco and Ned actually met. And I didn't notice this at the time until he mentioned it, but he thought that was kind of cool too to see not only Ned out there at the plate, but then you've got A-Ray managing his quote-unquote first game, Ned managing his quote-unquote last game. And A-Ray seemed to have a lot of fun with it. He was super nervous about mound visits and taking a pitcher out. But he did a fine job and seemed to have a lot of fun with it. And actually, I joked in my column, you know, they went up 3-0 on a couple homers against Jorge Lopez. And it was like, oof, I don't think they're going to be able to keep him this offseason with all these manager openings. Right. We even told Rocco that, and he kind of laughed and said, yeah, we think he's a little way off from that. But we we were worried there for a second. He just kind of played along with the joke. But yeah, yeah, it was it was a weird weekend because it was hard to get a gauge on what mattered and what didn't to the players. Yeah. And then you talk to guys like CJ Crone, who <laughs> acts like he was unaware of everything. And then you talk to Jake Cave, and he's, like, super enthusiastic. Yeah. And you talk about Mitch Garver, and Mitch is like, yeah, I was running up and down the dugout telling everybody. But Castro and Cave and 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 and, and who am I missing? Crone uh, all basically said that they weren't super aware of where they stood. Yeah. But Garver's like, no, I was stomping up and down the dugout telling everybody. And so it was kind of like, I think all guys just kind of had that focus that they so, didn't really know anything other than what was in front of them. So that the why I bring this context of is everyone knows that hundred games matters. I, I think it's rational to think if a team is going to pass the Yankees, it's one that's one of the best teams in Twins history, sure. right? Because yeah. as much as Rocco didn't grow up with this, we did, and I think it, it, it's important to, to acknowledge. I do you have anything more on the Twins? Otherwise, I think we should go around the league a little bit and kind of look at the, the honestly. I think. I think the Twins have enough of an insurance policy in Jonathan Scope, and I know that Bailey... Yeah, Bailey's not a big not, scope not a big, guy. He's a big scope guy, but he's not the biggest scope guy. Trash. Yeah. <laughs> I think they have... Th- th- Don't th- expect much from him in New York. Yeah. That's all I've got to say. I think that this this shows the depth that they've leaned on all year. Miguel Sano's out, and Marwin plays third. Buxton's out, and Kepler plays center, and Cave comes in and hits a bunch of homers. By the way... The three guys who homered on Sunday all had zero homers in September. So, and Dan Hayes kind of picked that up, was like, these guys got the Twins to the promised land in, in terms of winning the home run race. But Cave and Crone had gone back-to-back on, like, August 29th, and that was the last time they both homered. And Crone hit an absolute missile. And then for Castro, it had been even longer than that. And that sealed the 44-homer catcher record for them, too. So it was records all over the place. And at the same time, like I wrote about halfway through my story, oh, did we mention the Twins lost this game? Because we knew fans were more worried about maybe records and 
getting to the playoffs healthy. But just how you finish. Yeah. yeah. And Adrianza yeah. managing kind of, you know, having some fun with it. I don't think fans were too worried about it. And again, too, you'll get the most like Yankee-like Twins fans will be like, 101 wins doesn't matter if you don't win in the postseason. It's like, okay, yeah, you didn't spend many hours of your life enjoying the ride. Like if you go somewhere and you don't enjoy the ride and then the destination sucks, then then what was the point of the trip in the first place? You know what I mean? It's the worst. Um. <laughs> it is the worst. It really is because... It's just because I really enjoy the regular season. I but love the day-to-day aspect of it. Only to win championships, you're wasting a lot of time on failure. Yeah, and there's just... And then, I mean, uh, do you agree with that, Bailey? Do you, you follow the Brewers? As a Brewer and Bucks fan, I could attest to that. If What's you're the point? I mean, just if, in it for the championships. If there's 30 and 40, the Bucks in mid-February, and you go to a game and they win, you're not like, wow, they're still 12th in the East. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, oh, cool. You know, Michael Red hit a couple threes. Yeah. I don't think Michael Red. Yeah, I said but <laughs> probably a couple months ago now, like, Twins fans really just need to sort of enjoy this. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, if you talk to just an ordinary twins fan, it doesn't feel like they've been watching a team that just won a hundred games. No, they're also like depressed about the Vikings. But, too. Oh, man. but I also yeah. get it. Like, I don't know a whole lot about the history between the twins and Yankees, but it doesn't sound like fun. If you're a twins. Can, fan. No, can you, it, it's like me trying to, can you teach me how to say Giannis's last name? Giannis Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. The funny thing though, I was going to say about the bucks though, is the bucks are like a contender now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. weirdly, I mean, you know, yeah. weirdly you become, become spoiled. Three yeah, years yeah, yeah. from now, we won't yeah, even recognize I, you. Listen, as, if the Raptors can do it, the Bucks can do it. Yeah, and the Brewer, I, as a Brewer fan, they had no business in the postseason. Like they, yeah. they could get obliterated tonight, and it's just sort but, of okay. whatever. So, does last year's run give you hope for the Twins, though? Yeah, I, I think it as a fan perspective, like this is truly how quickly things can change. Like, yeah, it's like a why not us mentality. It's, it's sort of it felt like the Brewers window was opening last year. It was like, oh, wow, we spent so many years, quote unquote, tanking yeah. um, and stockpiling the um, the farm system. And this is all finally paying off. And I don't think the Brewers window is closed. I, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. There was a little rain and they, they but, rained it in a little bit. But in all like early August, it was like, oh, like this team sucks. Like, and then Yelich goes down, and it's like, this is just brutal. And it's seriously how quickly things can change. So the Twins just won a hundred games. Like, yeah. if the, if they, I understand you could be upset if they get swept by the Yankees. Like, that's gonna suck. If they lose, if it goes to Game Five and they lose an extra innings, like whatever, or a walk off. Yeah, it's well, it it's would be gonna, a walk off an extra. It, it, it could suck, but just have some fun with it, man. Just so, so you're telling me that. You're not in the camp that the Brewers should have kept Brett Phillips, Lewis Brinson, no, I would Jonathan not. Scope. <laughs> yeah, that the scope move, but at the time it seemed smart. Like he was doing well in Baltimore. Yeah, when they needed help. VR had no future on this team. What and, a crazy year he and, had in Baltimore. And I know, and it doesn't help, but I mean that was <laughs> that was the sort of player that VR was, and I think it's the sort of player that Scope is as well. There is no pressure on him to perform in Baltimore. When the Brewers were in the playoffs or last year, there was pressure on VR to produce, and he was not doing so. When you're on a team that you know is going to lose 100 games, just go out there and rake. And I yep. think that was sort of the issue that Scope was having. He was in Baltimore, no pressure, doing well. Well, he'd been there so long, too. And then he goes to Milwaukee in the middle of a pennant race, and, oh, like I, now I have to do this, and the pressure's on. Um, so I that's the only move that I would you would reconsider. But yeah. I'm it's... You build up the farm system to go and get a Christian Yelich. You you do this to make those sort of game-changing moves, and 
Um, it was. It sucked. It sucked watching the Brewers lose so much. As mm-hmm. a Twins fan, I'm sure mm-hmm. it sucked watching them lose so much. But they just won 100 games. Like that's that is the Brewer. I don't. The Brewers didn't do it last year. They certainly didn't do it this year. I don't know if they've ever done it. Right. Um. So it's it's historic with 300 home runs, regardless of a juice ball or whatever. Like they're setting records. Just have some fun. Yeah. I also think too. Everybody says, "Oh, if they lose in the playoffs, wait till next year because it." continues that climb you've proven too that that climb is not always linear oh yeah absolutely. but also if they de-juice the baseball and they only hit 200 homers next year then you're going to get the people saying roids you're going to get the people saying whatever that's the twins fans are really setting themselves up for disappointment next year yeah if they only win 92 games Uh, 94 games and if they're not truthfully if they're not happy if you're not just jumping in the air like freaking out right now at how good this team is it's over you are in for a rough ride next year because it's guaranteed it's not going to be this easy yeah no the homer hankies are back too are you are you going next week are we both going or i I, we're gonna try to get both of us in i think yeah because i think we actually you both were approved from new york you're going yeah but we both got approval which is kind of cool and so thanks for the invite and you go my luggage and you are who yeah they they, they declined the press pass that was going to say red dog So um, we should probably wrap up here, but yep. just real quick, I, I think it's relevant that obviously Cleveland doesn't make it. Um, Let's look at here's what we'll do. We'll look at the bracket before yeah. we before we be done, and we should talk about who we think comes out of this thing. Because do you think the Brewers win tonight? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think the I think the Nationals and the A's. I think the home teams win the wild card games. I think it's just too much. Damn. Tampa Bay, though, would be a great story. Oakland would be a great story. But whoever you have win that game gets fed to Houston. And again, sure. they could beat Houston. There's no have question. Have I told about- you I delivered pizza to George Springer? No. He gave me a $10 tip. Nice. It was at whatever the hotel is the team stays at. Hotel Minneapolis? I, it's one of them. Um, yeah, delivered him pizza. After the night, the same night, like he got back to his hotel and uh, ordered a pizza and. Um, I, the day he looked like I knew that's where the team stayed because I had delivered there a couple times before and had oh, to go you probably through, got to know his alias then had to go through like extra steps. So no, I have a picture of the credit. Re- it's George Springer. It was, that was the name they did it to. This was before he was a world series MVP ah. and like a huge deal. But, um, what kind after of pe- where from and what kind of pizza? I don't remember. He had, um, there was someone in the room with him. Oh, uh, I don't I'm not going to comment on that, but she was the one who came and got the pizza, but it was on his card um, and I knew that was where the team stayed. So I looked at the name and um, Googled it and I uh, was like, oh, he plays for the Astros and looked it up. He had like a home run and had a triple that day and was just settling. He, he down was drafted with, by the twins too. just settling down with some toppers pizza. Gave me a ten dollar tip. Toppers. <laughs> I was wondering. Yeah, toppers is decent. <laughs> So you've got Twins, Yankees, you've got, I'm assuming, are you agreeing with the home teams winning for the wild card games? Yeah. So I'm taking the Twins. Sorry. This is not, this is not hometown anything. I think the Twins have a serious super, or knocking down, uh, you know, taking down Superman vibe. I don't know if they can get past Houston. I have Houston beating the A's, but I have Twins and Astros in the ALCS and then Houston going to the World Series. Yeah, I think I think the Twins will lose, although I think it's probably 3-2, three, 3-1 three, in a closer series than people think. Either way, I do. I see the Astros 
winning the World Series, to be honest. I have the Dodgers beating the Nationals. I have the Braves beating the Cardinals. Yep. And although the Cardinals are they're always cardiac Cardinals, right? I mean they could yep. yeah. I'm gonna take the Braves over the Dodgers because how often is the World Series the one seed versus the one seed? Pretty much never, right? So yeah. I mean last year was the Red Sox, and I don't think they were the one seed. Wasn't Houston the one seed? I can't remember. Yeah. But the Red Sox won the World Series and they were I don't think everybody had them in there. I think they had Houston going back yeah, again. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Astros over the Braves in mm, five games. Yeah, I, I still think it's going to be LA. Given, I know they their division wasn't great, but given how they good they've been, and I think they'll no, they're a juggernaut. like, yeah, 4-2, 4-3 by Houston. I, I guess the other thing, too, though, in the back of my mind, I'm like, the Cardinals could be the team that comes what out of the NL. What if Cardinals Rays and the Spider-Man meme shows up because they're basically the two teams that have like that yeah. weird devil magic. And I think we should mention this about the the A's as well as the, the Rays. They did build a rotation on a budget, right? I mean, there's no yeah. way they went. The Twins have to figure out what they did because I Not think. Not only build it on a budget, they built it like Mike Fires. Coming out of nowhere. I mean, Frankie Montas getting suspended. Former Brewer Mike Fires. Yeah. (laughs) Mike fired. (laughs) Mike Uh, fired. Sean Manaya coming back from shoulder issues and the uh, twins. Bassett, Chris Bassett being a a good pitcher, but nothing crazy special. And yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah. I mean, they should have intel from the Indians. They should have intel from the Rays, obviously, with who's in their organization. They got to figure out what they did because there's no way. Maybe you go out and get Garrett Cole. I think that's really unlikely. I I'm going to write an article saying fans are going to be disappointed because I just don't think yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah, we got uh, Bailey. He's coming to Milwaukee. Going to Milwaukee, yeah. so you can't you can't get him like on a vacation Milwaukee. or something. Yeah, uh, brewery tour. Yeah, uh, Milwaukee he lo- brewery. He, he yeah, loves yeah, yeah. he loves he loves Red Dog. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the point is is <laughs> they should. I think they should lock in Odorizzi and Prios, and then. They gotta, they gotta figure out kind of that because if the Rays and the A's can manufacture this kind of crazy mm-hmm. rotation, the 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 Twins should be able to. So, I, I just think it's something to watch in that, you know, when they play in that one game series, and then wherever the that team goes from there. Bailey, what's your World Series matchup? We shouldn't leave him out in the right now. Uh, Brewers over. I'd love Brewers Twins. I think I It'd think be a, so amazing. I think America could get behind that. Um, more realistically, probably Dodgers Houston with Houston winning, and I'm and I'm not shocked with the Braves. And I think you know, to be honest, I say this a lot. The playoffs are going to be fascinating because as much as we think it's going to be kind of chalky, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, it won't. I mean, I just don't think it will be. Well, I think it, it we're going to be shocked. It almost yeah. never is. I think if the Dodgers make it against Houston, the Dodgers win. If the Braves make it against Houston, Houston wins. Yeah. And so get ready for World Series champion Milwaukee or something like that because it just is always, always, always off the wall but i think that's all we got for this time we're gonna try catch you in an uber in new york city underwater again like you were in boston yep and so we'll see what happens because you'll be covering your first ever game in new york right yep and And first time i've been back in new york i maybe i've been back but i lived in new york when uh, i was a kid since the other time wink wink when uh when you were banned for a while no, it's, it's. I was like, I mean, that's possible. I the don't first remember. time since the incident, you know, Joe Sapleka said he was going to start editing pixelated Schreier into things. I know. I'm going to have to get him to edit you into when Jeffrey Meyer cut the home run from Derek Cheater over Tony <laughs> Tarasco. 
Uh, people will just have to follow our Twitters <laughs> at brand underscore Warren. Do you, at do you know everything. this meme? I got, I, got, I got caught in the background of a photo in my very aloof, like, oblivious you're like state. You're licking your lips or something, aren't you? I'm like, I'm kind of like, I, I, because it's a podcast, I can't describe what I'm doing. You're very but I, contemplative. I, yes, I'm a lot of, lot of deep thoughts and uh, not, I did not think I was in a picture. And, Two and, feet uh, in a six foot pool. Yeah, our boy, yikes. Our boy, uh, Joe C, is, uh, has used that as a meme. But so then I, I found another that. one of you in the dugout even more pixelated. Yeah, and, this and Tom, isn't good. I should response, not be in photos. Tom's response was, "This is generally not great." <laughs> so we'll we'll work on our pixelated Schreier into <laughs> things like you know Mona Lisa and that sort of thing. But for Justin Bailey, you can find him on Twitter at I am Justin Bailey. For Tom Schreier at T Schreier three, this is Brandon Warren at Brandon underscore Warren signing off. We will catch you on Friday in advance of Game One of the American League Division Series, Jose Barrios against, I I don't even know if they've announced the pitcher for the Yankees, but we'll find out here pretty soon. We'll have postseason rosters. We'll have all kinds of fun stuff. But until then, talk to you later. Rock over London. Rock on, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs>